Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of those breakaway agents, this show is for you. Thanks for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that's a huge win. Hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I'm super excited. It's to welcome Daniel Boyer. He's a real estate Brooklyn properties in Los Angeles, California. Daniel, no thank problem, you so much for being here today. And, uh, ready to, to share what I can. Awesome. I am excited to hear what you have to tell us. So that's awesome. I appreciate it. Well, why don't we just start out? Why don't you tell us about yourself and what you do? Uh, again, my name is Daniel Boyer. Uh, I've been in real estate for about 15 years. Um, bought a small independent company in Southern California about 13 years ago. Uh, so two years into the business, me and my father uh, ended up uh, buying a company and, and kind of taking it over. And now he's in the process of looking at retirement and uh, I'm moving more into, you know, into that position of, of running everything. Um, grew up here in a town called Glendora, just about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. A very small, quaint town, um, hard to find in Los Angeles, so it's a little bit different than your, your normal LA city living. Um, but nice little town of about 55,000 people where everyone kind of knows everyone and, you know, uh, it, it's one of those. So I grew up here, I met my wife here at the high school. Um, we've been together for what seems like forever now, going on 22 years uh, together. <laughs> And about 15 married, so it's uh, it's a little crazy there. Um, awesome. And we, we ended up going to UC Santa Barbara, actually, and I got a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, but when I graduated, uh, engineering was not what I was wanting to do. I'm very personable and love talking to people and enjoy things like this, uh, which the engineer side is not. So I got into <laughs> real estate and fell in love with it right away and, and been riding it ever since. So it sounds like you're social and analytical, which... Real estate lends itself very well to that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it was actually uh, mechanical engineering, structural engineering was kind of my background, which uh, the engineering part has come very handy for us. Uh, it actually helped me get a general contracting license as well uh, that we use for flip home opportunities and things like that. We do quite a bit of the flips and, and different investment opportunities there too. So it, it wasn't a complete waste of four years in a degree. <laughs> oh, that's right. So you're, you're a contractor as well. Yeah, we don't really do a whole lot of construction work for people. It's more just specifically for the real estate side of business. Um, but we do have a general construction company that uh, alongside with our real estate company. So it allows us to kind of be a full service opportunity for our clients. Uh, when they flip properties, we can you know help them purchase it. We can help do all the work to fix it up. And then we can help them sell it. So they're not really having to do a whole lot besides give us a check and get a check back. So that's it's, awesome. Uh, it's been pretty streamlined. You know, and I'm, and I, uh, I think I, we, it stirred up conversation early on when you and I were communicating, I think, and I think I just have to full disclosure, my husband is a contractor and oh, we were in real estate, we were in real estate over 15 years and did fix and flips. And oh. I know when you're looking through a house and you're able to kind of, you, you just see things differently when you're a right. contractor. Right. And then you got to try and paint that picture for your client. You know, if we get rid of this wall, if we redo this, this, and this, some people can see it, some people can't. Um, but it definitely has helped me with, with a lot of things as we're trying to uh, get sales done. I've had many times where clients are like, yeah, we don't like this house. And after I kind of explain what can be done, uh, you know, they end up uh, purchasing it. So it's interesting the way it works. That's awesome. So now you're in production as well as leading your office of real estate agents. Is that correct? Yes, it is. 
Okay, yes. awesome. So, Yep, not all brokers are brokers and producers, but I started off uh, in the real estate side as a producer, um, ended up just uh, not working out at our previous company and an opportunity presented itself. So we ended up uh, purchasing this company and becoming the brokers. Um, but we are just like every one of our agents. We still do the split with our office and company and we still do that kind of stuff. So, um, but it's fun. It's fun to, to be a little bit on both sides. That's awesome. Well, so on the production side, is there a niche or a niche that you typically work with? So I've gotten a little bit lucky again, growing up in this town um, and then again, moving away and coming back uh, has allowed me to, you know, basically spend my entire life building relationships. Um, and so my wife uh, came back to town as well. And she's actually a middle school counselor here at one of our uh, schools in town. Oh, nice. um, so it, it kind of got me involved with the school district. Uh, I actually spent the first couple years of my uh, real estate career volunteer coaching at the middle school uh, as well, basketball. Um, and so got me involved at the school district and kind of got to know some of the principals and things like that, um, which in turn, I decided to try and turn into a business venture and uh, came up with a thing called the teacher referral program that I do and which uh, as you know, teachers refer me business or do something, I actually am able to donate and get a donation back into their classroom. Uh, allowing them to, you know, to to get things for their students that they may not be able to afford otherwise, because um, just like every other school, you know, budgets are tight. Uh, a lot of teachers here in our town, you know, are putting money out of their own pocket to to give their students the best opportunities. So uh, I came up with an opportunity like that and and put a program together. I actually have a website, teacherreferralprogram.com, in which they can go on and uh, you know kind of fill out a little form and end up getting a Starbucks gift card just for referring somebody over, and then when the deal closes. We actually put $500 into their classroom, allowing them to, to do some stuff. So that kind of got me into the school district, which uh, then kind of just bubbled and took off. <laughs> um, so actually, I mean, we have nine schools here in town, seven of the principals. I've sold them all a, a house or helped them uh, purchase a house. Uh, the superintendent is a good client of mine. I actually helped both of his children buy uh, houses here in town as well. Um, so the school district has been very, very, very generous to me. And I've tried to do the same back. Uh, about 13 years ago, an organization called the Glendor Education Foundation started, uh, and they raise money, about $500,000 a year, to give back to the school district uh, to help with, you know, uh, extracurricular activities, things like that, that the kids may not get through regular budget. And uh, I've served as president of that for the last three years and actually just turned out. So it's a little interesting not being on that board because uh, I've been on the board for about seven years. Uh, three is president. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, so actually getting to spend a little bit more time working and not as much time volunteering right now, but, uh, but still involved uh, as much as I can with the school district. And that's kind of been my niche, um, which has allowed me again to just build relationships here in this town to meet other people, you know, within the city um, as well. And so organizations like that. I think that's a really good example of uh, building your business based on something that you're passionate about, where you right. already are, and then opt you've really optimized it well also. Well, and that's what I, I just enjoyed. I always tell people this. I would love to be a teacher and a coach if, if money wasn't, uh, you know, something you need here in Southern California to survive on. Um, that's what I would be doing. So if I ever do hit the lottery, you'll see me in a classroom. Um, but uh, I was able to find, um, and this is something I, I preach to a lot of agents and my own agents, you know, you find what you're passionate about. We're very fortunate to be in a job uh, and career that we're able to actually build upon things that we're passionate about. Um, and so for me, it was the school district. It's what I enjoyed. I, you know, enjoy giving back to the students and working with students. And so I figured out a way to 
kind of make that my niche. Um, and I believe everyone should do that. I have an agent in my office who loves animals. And so I've talked with her many times about, you know, getting involved in dog parks and, and doing activities with different people throughout the community as far as uh, getting, in, you know, dogs together and going on walks or things like that. And so it's, it's possible that we can do anything we want to do in this business, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of spending more time doing what you love and making exactly. money off these guys. So my favorite quote in the whole world, if you do what you love every day, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's right. That's right. I wholeheartedly believe that. So now you have a team. What can you tell me a little more about your team and what role they play in your business? Absolutely. So we started out basically as just my father and myself. Um, 15 years ago, he was in the real estate business uh, and I kind of got out of college and, and came on to join him. We did everything ourselves for the first couple of years. Uh, when we did purchase Southam properties, we hired a transaction coordinator, which was new to us at the time. Uh, we did all of our own paperwork and things like that prior. Uh, so we kind of built that end uh, with a transaction coordinator, realized how nice that was to actually have someone handling the paperwork. Um, from that point, as we got a little bit busier and busier, uh, about three years, four years ago, I hired a personal assistant, um, which was very helpful as well, because again, as people know in this business, you know, you're busy all the time. Um, so she was kind of able to help out with a lot of different things. She is licensed, so she can go show homes for me and things like that. She can help uh, sit down with clients and do paperwork, things like that. Um, and about six years ago, my mother actually, who was in the uh, mortgage business, decided to semi-retire and jump out of that and now kind of just helps run the office and different things as well. Um, so I, I'm fortunate enough to actually have my mother and my father, although some people would say crazy enough, uh, working with me as well uh, as part of my team. And then I have an assistant, Lindsay, who's been with me for two years now. And uh, recently, about a year and a half ago, we have a buyer's agent who uh, is with us as well, who is handling any new buyers and things like that coming in. So uh, with what we have and for the uh, amount of transactions and things that we're doing, the team that we have right now seems to be working just perfect. It's, it's really nice. The way That's do. awesome. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that whole family business. My husband was third generation realtor and our daughter is an agent in LA okay. as well. So yeah, <laughs> and we loved it. Like I'm a fan. I think it's awesome. I think because everybody gets to, you know, you look at a family and the different talents and strengths and weaknesses, it makes perfect sense that your family would do it because you all kind of fill right. in the gaps. So you get to be different and it works. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it's, it's been a little bit of a weird transition the way we've done it. Um, my father being in real estate uh, about four years ago, he decided to run for city council here in Glendora as well um, and won. Uh, so he was oh, actually wow. there last year. Um, which was interesting because for anyone listening to this knows that politics, you know, isn't always the best thing. Uh, so we actually, that's at the time, it was about four years ago, we removed his name. Uh, you, you know, we used to be Daniel and Gary. We removed his name. We became the Daniel Boyer team. Uh, we removed him as broker of our office uh, just so that we could, you know, stay politically correct in our office. Uh, we didn't want any decisions or things that the city council is doing to, you know, end up affecting any of our agents or anything like that. So um, he, he's still on the city council. He's enjoying it, uh, which has been good for us as well, as far as to have uh, a lot of knowledge and information about what's going on in the city. Um, so again, between the city and the school district, uh, we've, we've set ourselves up in a pretty good way to help our clients the best we can because of everything we know about the city, which is nice. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. Definitely community minded. So that's very for sure. 
So now with your team, are you, it sounds like they're, you're in a good spot. So you're not like actively looking for like new agents or anything like that. Are you kind of growing as your business grows or what's your philosophy? We are always looking to grow. Um, I believe if you're not looking to grow, you're, you know, you're just sitting still. Um, so we are actually uh, in a position right now where a couple different things are happening. Uh, we are waiting any minute actually, or any day, uh, to get our approval from the state to open our escrow company that we've been working on for a little while. So we do have an escrow company that will be opening hopefully January 1st. Uh, everything's in place. We're just waiting on the final approval. Um, in which we're also looking, uh, to open probably a second office at, at kind of the same time. Uh, recently we purchased a building in a local city, nearby city, and, uh, just felt right that it was the time to, you know, continue to grow. Um, so as we do that and have a little bit more space, uh, we will be continually looking for agents and trying to bring more people on board for sure. So what are some things that you look for in candidates when you're looking for agents? Uh, for me, you know, it, we, we tease and a lot of companies probably feel this way, but again, we are a small independent office. We have about 30 agents with us right now. Um, family business style. And we, we continue to tease that, you know, Southland Properties is a family. Um, and so just like Christmas dinner, if you're not, you know, willing to have this person come into Christmas dinner, we probably wouldn't want them to come over and, and work at our company. Uh, we are very specific on the agents and things that we're looking for to make sure it's a good fit, uh, that it won't, you know, stir anything up. Uh, we are definitely not a numbers game looking to just try and fill as many desks as possible. Um, which is why our growth hasn't been, you know, extremely crazy, uh, because we are pretty picky as far as what we're looking for. Um, but you know, it, I can take any agent and try and help transition them if they have a good work ethic, if they kind of know what they're doing, if they're community people, that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, so many times I interview agents and they sit down and say, yeah, I just, you know, I've been doing this other job and I just, you know, know there's so much money in real estate. I wanted to get into it. And I'm like, you know, there's the door. Uh, you can see your way out. So many people, you know, get into this business sometimes for the wrong reason, uh, which I see also a lot in teaching, which I can't stand. So many people are like, oh, I tried to do other jobs and I just decided to become a teacher. And I'm like, oh, well, no. that's not <laughs> terrible. You want to become a teacher. Um, and it's, it's the same in real estate. I, I think if you don't have the passion and the desire to, you know, help people get into houses, if you don't have the passion and desire for homes in general, um, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, me and my mom would go around to open houses for no other reason than just, you know, see houses and things like that. So I kind of grew up with that in my blood. Um, and so those are the people that we're kind of looking for, the people who actually love what they're doing and, you know, want to give back and, and get involved in things. Because we are fortunate enough to be able to uh, get involved with the city and organizations and service clubs and things like that because of our, our occupation. Sure. Is culture, you know, um, it's kind of, culture is kind of a hot topic, especially right. now in a, in a growing office and um, in work environment. Is that part of your growth strategy? Uh, yes. Um, I mean, again, culture is always moving and happening. Uh, we're seeing a large culture shift here in, in this area as well. Um, so we're always looking for anyone that is open and, and ready to, uh, you know, come on board and, and help with what we see in the future happening. Um, but is it something we're currently seeking out and trying to, you know, go after? I wouldn't say that. Um, we're, we're pretty open to anyone that comes in the door and if we think they'll be beneficial to our company and, and they got the right attitude and things like that, uh, we're willing to move with it. Um, and then try and help our own agents develop with the culture, you know, as well in town to be able to, to succeed as well. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, and I love that you're so committed to growth. I mean, obviously you guys are really rooted there and um, your family's been in the industry for a long time and you've seen a lot of angles, you've seen a lot of markets. Um, and even as a high performing agent, that amount of growth is really awesome. I, I always say like, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. I mean, I remember uh, with a lot of my agents, when we start in the business, you know, I'm going, if you can do six deals a year, you're off to a good start. I remember when my goal was one deal a month, um, you know, and I, I thought I was busier than all heck. I couldn't handle it. So much going on. Um, and, you know, now we've upped our, our goals to, you know, one a week, uh, which is what we're, we're pretty much on track for every year. Um, and even at that, uh, now I want to even move it even further, you know, and, and continue to go. So we're, we're always trying to push ourselves. If you don't set a goal that, uh, you know, is going to push you to work harder and, and get there, uh, you know, you're not going to be doing what you should be. Yeah. Well, what, what are a couple things that you struggle with today when it comes to growth? Well, the biggest struggle right now that I would say we deal with, and, and it's not so much here in town, is with the market being as high as it is here in, in you know, Southern California, um, everyone and their brother is getting back into the real estate business. Uh, you know, the, the economy is good, but still people think real estate, you know, if they get in the business with prices being as high as they are, if they can sell two or three houses a year, they're going to make a decent amount of money. Um, and, and right now, that's our biggest issue. I mean, in our small town of 55,000 people, we have 2,000 licensed real estate agents. Oh, my gosh. And, and they're all starving to try and, you know, pay their bills. And so a lot of them are willing to do things for almost free. Um, you know, we're, every listing appointment we're going on, it's like, well, so-and-so said they would do this for basically nothing. Um, and it's sad to see because, you know, as agents, we should value ourselves and understand that what we're doing, you know, is a big deal um, and, and we're saving our clients money, we're negotiating for them. And if, you are act, if you're actually putting in the effort of what we're supposed to be doing in this occupation, you can't afford to discount uh, as much as some of these people are doing. I mean, if you're doing the work that we should be doing to try and generate the best we can for our clients, we can't do it for much cheaper. Um, and so that's probably the biggest issue that we're running into right now. A lot of my agents or agents here in town are worried about, you know, the, the online people coming out, the purple bricks and the wrecks and, and these guys, uh, that doesn't scare me a whole lot. Um, you know, re real estate has always been a relationships game. It will continue to be a relationships game for the next, you know, hundred years. Uh, so I can't imagine anything like that being too much of a threat. Uh, again, it's easy in a market where it's high and you put a sign in the front yard and it's got nine offers, but we're starting to see a change here in, in, in real estate where you actually are going to have to put in some work. I'm actually pretty excited about it because I'm ready for a lot of these people who you know, do this part time to get out uh, and go find something else. Um, it really is a business you know, that, that you need to have your heart and soul into it to succeed. Yeah, I see. I couldn't agree more. I really feel like this changing market is perfect for good agents, you know, like yeah. the really good ones who know what they're doing because they're the ones who are going to stick it out. Right. And so it's going to just kind of like the first uh, struggle that you mentioned to growth was all these, you know, everybody whose mom has a house to sell, you right. know, and in a, in a tighter market, suddenly even mom wants someone who can Ooh, actually no, move it. And yeah. we saw this again back in 2008, 9, and 10. Uh, you know, 2006 and 7, a ton of people got into the real estate business. 8, 9, and 10 came and they all got out. Um, so, again, uh, and, you know, the good ones are successful. They can push through any market and, and always find ways, you know, to succeed and, and help people out. People are always going to need to buy and sell homes. 
Um, you know, and if you show your value and you do what you're supposed to do, uh, you know, again, I'm not too worried about the online things, but a lot of people, again, the, the whispers going around in this business, you know, people are worried about that, but it's, uh, I don't see it being a threat. Yeah. Well, um, if you, okay. So since you work with agents and you have a lot of agents in your office now, do you guys play like a mentor role or anything? Like what's the dynamic with the other agents in your office? We do. Um, again, part of my uh, desire is coaching. Again, not just uh, in the sports and, and aspect there. I coach my kids in sports and things like that. But I love also the side of coaching agents and trying to help them out. Um, you know, this is one of those businesses where, sadly, you go to most companies and they say, you know, what, if you're not door knocking and cold calling, you know, enough doors, you're not going to make it in this business. I actually have a completely different uh, mentality for this business. I've never door knocked. I've never cold called. I don't believe in them. When somebody shows up at my door or calls me, it bothers me. And I refuse to be a hypocrite and do things, you know, to others that, that I'm not okay with. Um, so we've really tried, tried to come up with strategies on things we can do outside of those items to actually help grow business. Um, and what I try and tell my agents is that, you know, what I do, if you did the exact same thing I do, it doesn't mean it's going to be successful for you. Um, everyone has a niche or has a desire or things that they're, you know, important to them. And if they can incorporate that into what they do, they can be successful at it. And so I really like to actually sit down one-on-one uh, -on -one with my agents. We do larger trainings and things like that as well. But I, I actually like the one-on-one -on -one because every agent is different and you can't just stand up there and say, you know, if you do, if everyone does this, it's going to work um, because it's not true. And so, uh, you know, but we do, we also have a business coach who comes in and talks not just with me and uh, about you know the business side of things, but he'll come in and do a couple trainings and things for our agents as well. Um, but our office is a little bit more, um, we have more agents who've been around for a little while. We are not uh, you know taking on a ton of brand new agents. Our training, we don't have the capabilities of training like a Century 21 or Remax or things like that do. Um, and so we are looking more for seasoned agents who know what they're doing, they've kind of, been through that whole program of you know the, the door knocking, the cold calling and all of that, but they've established themselves a little bit and they want to move to the next level. And that's kind of what we try and offer to, uh, to our agents. Okay. Well, and as you're mentoring everybody, um, what are some things, like I always feel like even, you know, I have a marketing company, so there are right. things where I'm like, if I could make my clients do these three things, it would, ch it would transform their business. So when you look at the agents that you work with, what are three things that you just feel like, man, if they just would do these, they, they would, it would change their life. Right. The biggest things that I, that I kind of, again, preach, you know, to my clients, um, relationships. I mean, so many real estate agents, it's funny. They love this business. They're in it, but I'm like, Oh, there's a, a big party going on or something. Oh, I don't want to go and see that many people. Or I don't want to be involved in this many people. Um, you know, one of the things I did when I was young that I started um, was me and my wife would host a dinner at our house and invite a new couple over every week. Uh, every Thursday night was dinner night and it was somebody we didn't know. And we would just, you know, as I would meet them out in the field or, or talking to people, I'd say, hey, would you guys like to come over for dinner Thursday night? Um, my wife hated it, you know, having to make dinner every Thursday night and, and have new people over. But it was a way for us to get to know people. Um, luckily now our business is well enough that we don't have to continue to do that, but we still throw large parties and have people over. Um, I'm very big as if you have somebody over to your house, it's, you know, it's an intimate feeling and they definitely, uh, feel like they're a part of you, your company, things like that, uh, in that aspect. And so, um, different things like that, but the number you asked for three things and I'm going off on a rant. Uh, okay. 
one absolutely is is volunteering. Um, it's a great way for agents to get involved. It's a great way to meet a lot of people. It's a great way for um, them to kind of get out there and get their name, you know, known and recognized. Uh, so that is by far number one. Um, the second thing is probably treating this business like <laughs> like your life because it's true. You don't work in real estate. You live real estate. I mean, it's an everyday thing. And it took a couple years for my wife to understand that. Um, before all of a sudden, you know, she, she got it, the light bulb went off. And when we're at a dinner party out and about, or we're at a restaurant and people come over to talk, you know, it, we invite them to sit down with us. Um, when we're going to birthday parties and things like that, the conversation always turns to real estate, um, which is interesting. We are in a business where people usually want to talk to us. Um, you know, everyone wants to buy a house. If they own a house, they want to buy an investment property. Um, you know, doesn't matter who you are, it's what people want. And so we're fortunate enough to be in a position that we get, you know, can talk to people like that. Um, so for my agents to get out and, and do things like that so that they can get known. Um, but the biggest one is, is just show up and do it. Mm. So many agents, you know, and I get this so often where I call people back and I, oh my gosh, you're the first agent to call me back. I've left messages for three or four agents. Um, I, I don't understand we work in a business, you know, to serve people and so many people can't even get back to people. Uh, and, you know, or when you call an agent and they say, yeah, I won't be answering my phone between this and this hour or whatever it is. We are in a business to serve. And so when our phone rings, we need to actually get back to people. And so that's, you know, that's probably the number one thing that I would say to any agent is just, you got to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's hard. And I think it's hard to make those decisions sometimes. Multiple times we've shown up at a birthday party for my kids or, you know, a friend of theirs and we go as a family and we show up and my phone rings and that's all right, honey, I'll be back. I'm going to take the car and go show a couple houses. And, you know, I missed the entire thing. But if I weren't to go do that, those people are going to call someone else. I mean, they want to, you know, when I do career days and things like that, people talk about when they get a new phone, how excited they are, right? We all get excited when you get a new piece of technology or something like that. And I tell them, think about a new car. You even get more excited. You know, you're buying a brand new car. Well, these people are spending 700,000 to a million dollars on a house. I mean, it's exciting and they want to do it. And we need to be available when they're ready because otherwise it, it ruins the excitement and they move on to call someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that is true. That's a really good way to put it. Like I, you know, honestly, that's the number one thing with real estate agents that I hear. It's like, just, you know, my daughter got into the business. I just told her, it's like, all you got to do is a great job. The end. Right. Like, like, that's right. like, it sounds oversimplified, but it really comes down to that, you know? And, but I liked how you, you put it, you know, um, compa- you know, how you put the importance and the emotional connection and, you know, it, it really like, um, leveraging that emotional high is going to help the rest of the job too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's something that you would tell your rookie self today? You know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation, um, with a business partner about, I started out in this business and at a small, again, independent firm, I didn't have all the stuff that, you know, a lot of these other places have. And here I am 15 years into uh, this business and I'm just now creating a CRM, uh, you know, just now starting to 
put my clients into something where I actually can, you know, keep track of everything. I mean, I have Facebook, which is somewhat of a CRM. I have an Excel file of all my clients kind of a thing. Um, but actually stepping up to that, you know, next level. Um, and it's crazy because, I mean, my assistant looks back and she goes, you have so many clients over the years. How do you not have all of this stuff? And I've just never had the time to actually sit down and kind of put it all in. But if I could look back uh, and tell my rookie self, it's something I would have done from the very beginning is just be organized, um, come up with that system. And it might only be three names a year uh, or something that you're, you're putting into that. But 15 years goes by quick and you look back at it and you, you, know, you start to think, wow, there's so many opportunities that I missed out on because I don't have all of this information that I should have. Um, my memory is fairly good at remembering, you know, which house they bought, what kind of kids, their kids' names, things like that. But overall, to have uh, something like that down would would be absolutely tremendous at this point in time. But we've just started it. Uh, we a new uh, a new CRM is coming out called Lions Desk. Uh, it's a fairly new one, but uh, I like it, and and so we've downloaded that. We're we're in the process of getting that going. So that's probably the the one thing. And then the second thing would be you got to stick it out. Um, so many people in this business get in, uh, as everyone in this business knows, you know, 80% of real estate agents are out within the first 12 to 16 months. Um, it took probably five years before you're really kind of making a living at it. Um, you got to put money back into the business, I truly believe. And that's one of the things I struggle with a lot of my personal agents at, at my company is, you know, they don't want to put the money back in. They want to make their money and keep it, hold on to it. Um, but you got to put the money back into it and continue to market yourself and push yourself. It's going to take five years before you're making, you know, money and even 10 years before you're making good money. Um, and, and you really have to push it out and be in a position that you can do that. Um, but it, it's hard. I understand that as well. So I, I get why people move on. Yeah. You know, it's, a, I always, I always have, a, I've always equated it to like having this fear of like, what if you quit like two days before right. it broke the big deal comes. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that makes me think of when I first started my company, I worked from coffee shops a lot. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, one time I was, and I loved it. I actually love the energy of like being around these people and, and it was kind of a busy one. And I remember one time sitting at the table working and I was listening as I, I really think it was a, like a college age, someone who just maybe had graduated college, a, a young man, and what appeared to be his former coach, like right. athletic coach. And they were talking and it was just like, I was just soaking it up because I just love that whole dynamic. And I was, listening, you know, obviously eavesdropping, but, um, and I remember hearing the coach say, you know, in 10 years, you're, everyone's going to say you're an overnight success. And I've heard Mark Cuban say the same thing. It's like, takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Right. And ever since then, it's just always stuck with me. But that's what, you know, what you're saying. That's exactly what it makes me think of. Right. And it's funny because people don't ever, you know, see that and, and know that, um, you know, it's funny when we have people over or, or do certain things, people are like, oh man, I should get into real estate. And you're going, okay, well, there's a lot of prep that got into, you know, what we have now and what we were able to accumulate over the years. But it's, uh, it's always a struggle having that conversation with people because they never see, you know, all of the work uh, treading up to the point of, of making the success. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like an ice skater, you know, they make it look so easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, you know, for me, I'm actually very structured. Um, and so I'm a, I'm a creature of routine. I like to do the exact same thing every day. Um, I have a different um, work 
schedule probably than most people. Um, I get up usually with my, my family around 630. Uh, my wife is getting ready. I'm in charge of making breakfast and the lunches and things like that for the kids to send them off to school. Luckily, we live close enough that uh, my kids are now walking to school. Um, and I get to the gym in the morning. That's my me time. I put my headphones on. Um, I used to use the gym as a place to actually, you know, meet people and generate clients from. I've decided that, you know, at one hour a day to put headphones in and actually just have some time with myself is a good thing. Um, and I usually don't get into the office until about nine o'clock in, in the morning. Um, as soon as I do get in, it's, you know, emails, phone calls, checking up on that. I'm the guy who has my phone and I can't have any red dots on my phone. So <laughs> yes, I can is, relate. <laughs> I'm stressing out as soon as there's emails there and, and you know, text messages. So I'm getting back to people and, and as quickly as I can. Um, you know, I, I like to have lunch with my team uh, pretty often. So if we do get a lunch, if we have time to. Uh, you know, we usually go together and we can spend that lunch hour kind of strategizing and coming up with things that we need to be doing and working on. Uh, but it also generates, you know, relationships and, and closeness with them as well. Um, and then the afternoons, you know, is usually the time that I'm showing houses. Um, I'm actually fairly lucky. I deal with enough investors and police officers and nurses and educators that they can actually go looking at houses or, or do things, um, you know, earlier than a lot of others. And so I usually don't do a whole lot of evening uh, showings and, and weekend things. Um, personally, I take Fridays off. Those are my days that I, I try and take a day off. Fridays and Sundays are the two days that I, I try and not schedule anything. Fridays are for me. Um, you know, I, I usually try and go golfing in the morning, have a nice lunch, and then uh, I have a group of friends that are actually uh, another talk and things that I do about a top 12 um, but these are a group of guys who are going out trying to find me business and we meet every Friday and have a couple drinks and go over, you know, kind of what they've been doing and, and different things like that. Um, I call my top 12 and, and kind of made it into a competition where, you know, they get bonuses and prizes and things like this if, if they do things. Um, so, so, you know, it, it is work, but it's not. And so I always tell my wife, I take Fridays off and she says, you're never off on Fridays. You're always on Fridays. <laughs> I know. You just blew my mind with this top 12. I feel like, I mean, so they're just, they're friends who refer business to you? So it's, it's something that uh, I came up with a couple years ago as far as, you know, again, I'm not a door knocker. It's not something I like to go out and do. Um, and it's very easy. I'm, I'm very good at referring people, my clients to other people. Um, you know, and so to say, I got the best contractor for you in the entire world. I got a great painter. Um, people call me all the time for, Hey, do you have a landscaper? Absolutely. I got great people. It's so easy to refer other people. Um, and I talk about how it's so difficult to walk up to somebody and say, I'm the absolute best. You need to use me as your real estate agent. Uh, it just isn't the same. And so I basically sat down with, you know, 12, not so much friends, but they are now. Um, but 12 individuals who I thought could be beneficial to, to my business, uh, took them to lunch and actually asked them, Hey, I need you to help me, you know, generate business. Um, this kind of turned into a couple other things where I've now done some talks on uh, this particular, uh, item. And it's funny when I went and did the talk, I actually put the list with the names up on the board and seven of the 12 people took the day off to work to come hear the talk. I mean, that's, how, how close have we now gotten as far as them, you know, wanting to come here about themselves. Um, and afterwards I took them all to lunch and they're all complaining about why is so-and-so number three and they're so oh. numbers and, and this and that. And then that I'm getting awesome. messages, you know, saying, Hey, 
I just sent two people, you know, your name or whatever. So you, I need to move up on the thing. And now it's a <laughs> thread. Uh, so they're always arguing back and forth as far as, you know, who's getting me the most business. And so it's, it's pretty cool uh, oh, to be in the position that, that we've gotten that going. I love that. So how do you guys communicate? Do you just like text each other and say we're going to lunch or? Yeah, it will be. It's basically an open thread text. Um, and then again, we, we meet every Friday. Uh, this group will meet around 3 p.m. on a Friday and kind of just get together and, and go over things and talk and have a good time. And it's, it's relationships. I mean, it's not all business, yeah. um, but it's funny that it's just kind of turned into this thing. Um, where, where again, and, and what I tell new agents is, look, if you, if you have 12 people that you can, you know, make that relationship with and each one gets you one deal a year, you would be successful in real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, and so rather than out knocking on a thousand doors, call somebody and go to lunch. You're close enough with to ask them, Hey, I really need you to pay attention, you know, and, and refer me if you can, if you hear somebody at a dinner talking about, you know, they're going to be listing or selling their house, you know, drop my name, drop a card off. And, and all of these people have my cards and, and different things as well. So it's, uh, you know, it, it really does get simplified when you try and think of it that way. Uh, for a good friend of yours to be able to get you one deal a year is not asking too much, I don't think. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's been fun. I love it. I love it. Well, leading up to this, I know I asked you some questions even before the podcast um, regard. And one of the things was um, what I call the passion topic. What is yeah. a piece of advice that you really are passionate about that would help other agents and brokers in today's markets? And you said relationships, which we've yes. talked about. Is there anything else that you want to add to what you've already said about that? Um, you know, the, the big thing with relationships is that's what this business is all about. Um, and, and that's no different than the top 12 that I do. It's no different than referrals. When you get those, it all comes down to the relationship that you're building. Um, and for me, it's just every day going out, trying to build as many relationships as I possibly can. Um, and so I try to be extremely helpful as well. I mean, you know, when people need something, I'm usually their first call, whether it's a client, a friend, a family member, whatever, they know I'll show up and I'll be there. And the whole thing is, hey, when I need something as well, chances are they're going to be there for me. Um, so, you know, relationships, I think it's very underrated as far as we are in a business where everyone's trying to do social media. Everyone's trying to actually eliminate the relationship, um, you know, and it's even tougher in today's market because now we have DocuSign. Now we have, you know, all of these new things where you don't actually have to meet your clients. Mm. Um, I'm still an old soul. I love to have clients in the back of the car. If I'm showing them houses, it gives me that, you know, two hours to actually build a relationship. I love to still meet face to face with my clients, um, you know, and sit down with them and, and get in front of them, go through all the paperwork with them because it allows me that time to build that relationship with them. Um, too many agents in today's market are using the technology to try and streamline things, but they're forgetting the entire point of what, you know, our job is and why we exist. Mm -hmm. which is to build that relationship to make them feel you know, comfortable and trust us enough to handle their transaction and not just this one transaction. And sadly, I think that's where a lot of agents have gotten, uh, you know, if they can just get this one transaction, they'll get the check and then they can move on to the next one. This is not a transaction game. This is a relationship game. And when you build that relationship, that one transaction is going to turn into 20 because those people are going to, you know, tell everyone about you. They're also going to use you again when they sell and buy. Uh, when you look at the stats of how many agents reuse the agent, you know, that they use before, it's pretty sad. Uh, and, and again, I think technology, you know, is a huge part of that is we're losing the focus of what we actually exist for. 
and so relationships is, is extremely huge to me and, and my part of business that, uh, that we run with. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And I totally agree. In fact, even with the technology, um, you know, I feel like so many people replace, you know, they use it to replace something else. Right. Similar to what you were saying earlier about your CRM, you know, right. like you, you, on one hand, it's like, I want to know these people. If I, it's almost like, well, if I put it online, I don't want it to be my relationship. Right. Like we often refer to it as a database or something. Right, exactly. really, it's only meant to enhance it. So if we use it, so that you can even be better at being yeah. a good friend, you exactly. know, exactly. instead of replacing that good friend with, you know, the technology, you know, I think, yeah. I think you have a really good point there. Yes. And again, it's just being careful. All of these things are great and make our business easier, but the sad part is, and especially with the, you know, the younger generation that I'm seeing get into this business is they want to do everything so quickly you know, and, and get it done so quickly that it takes work to build the relationships. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot more work to, you know, sit down and go through all the paperwork with our clients when you can just send it to them and have them sign it over a computer. But that's, you know, that's the difference in my opinion between success and, you know, not making it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now this was not on the list of questions that I sent you. I have a surprise. I have a surprise when we just brought this in yesterday and I love it. So if you hate it, I'm sorry, but it's awesome. No problem. So I, I call it rapid fire tool chest. Okay. okay. So I'm going to ask you, it's rapid fire questions. So I'll ask you a question and most of them have to do with tools or, you know, something that you like the most. Um, okay. And if you, if it's like some secret that you don't want to reveal, you can say pass. No problem. Okay. Awesome. So time blocking. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Favorite, <laughs> favorite technology. Um, I'd probably have to say DocuSign. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And CRM, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Is, you can say it again. Oh, Lion. Lion's Desk. Lion's Desk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sales pipeline management. Um, honestly, I just use an Excel sheet. Uh, okay. Keep everybody on there and, and kind of keep it in check. My assistant you know, kind of uh, updates it and lets me know where we're at. But yeah, still somewhat basic in those areas. Okay. Uh, favorite book? Uh, right now I'm finishing The Third Door, which is a, a pretty good book uh, that I like. It talks about grit and working uh, hard uh, to get places. So it, it's a good one I would recommend to any real estate agent. Awesome. So who do you consider your mentor? Um, I would have to definitely say my father as far as that goes. Um, you know, watching what he's done in the community. He's been a volunteer forever. He's done a ton of things, uh, getting into the city council. I mean, he really does care just about our community and what's going on and, uh, you know, and real estate as well. So uh, growing up with him, I, I had a huge head start in this business as far as, uh, you know, someone to, to teach me the right ways to do things. So. Awesome. A real estate mentor, teacher, coach type person. Uh, I love my coach, uh, David Halpern here in Southern California. Uh, he's blown up tremendously uh, in the last probably two years uh, and now seems to be every agent in the world is uh, using him on this side of things. Um, but great guy and uh, very outside of the box uh, to help, you know, kind of go over things, but has gotten me much more organized. And uh, if you're not following David Halpern, you should be. Uh, his company is called Mastery of Consulting. Uh, with David Halpern. And so check him out. He is on Facebook. Awesome. Training resource. Uh, training resource. 
is probably just um, life. I mean, I, I, I do pay attention to the things at the board and, and some stuff online. Uh, we do try and keep up with the times. Um, but really, I mean, nothing is as quick as actually just getting out and living it. Um, I tell my, you know, my agents as well, the only way to really learn this business is to just keep doing it. Um, and every deal is different than the last one. No deal is ever going to be the same. So there is no great training way to actually know how to do this business. You just have to do it and see what sticks. Awesome. Personal growth teacher. Um, I'd actually have to say myself. <laughs> um, I mean, again, uh, so many things and, and in this business, I know there's so much competition. Uh, it was funny at something the other day, somebody was like, oh, aren't they your competition? I said, there's no competition in this business. Uh, we're all teammates and we're all trying to get a job done. Uh, at the end of the deal, if the buyer's happy, the seller's happy and both agents are happy, you know, it's a great day. Um, and so I try to not really care about the competition side of, of growth. For me, it's if I can do better than myself every day or every year and, you know, continue to, to beat myself, then I'm winning. And so I continue to, to try and push myself that way. Awesome. Underrated resource in your industry. Ooh, underrated resource in our industry. Um, I would probably have to say, I mean, finding a good lender or a good contractor are, are the two resources that I think a lot of agents discount. Um, if you have a contractor that is a good contractor that you can refer to a lot of people, um, it's a huge, huge resource to you as your value of an agent. Um, because so many people are looking you know, at us for those questions and I hate when somebody says, oh, do you have somebody for me for this? And they don't. Um, and that's a, a huge resource for your clients is to use you to find these people. And the nice thing about a contractor is a contractor is gonna continue to be doing work over their house for the next five years or whatever it might be. And when they're getting ready to sell, they usually call this contractor to come in and fix a couple items at the house and that's your connection. Um, my contractor all the time is, is the first person I hear from as far as, hey, you know, the Lopez's are gonna be selling their house. He got called over there to do some work and I'm like, oh, great to know, I show <laughs> up, you know, and, and hey, I heard you guys are moving. So I, I, awesome. I think people don't take advantage of that aspect of resources. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was, that's the end of the rapid fire. Um, that wasn't what, rapid. I talked a lot on that. <laughs> so, no, that's all good. Um, so what have I not asked that maybe I should have? What else, is there anything else that you can think of that would provide value to other people who are trying to really break away in the industry? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting is in this business, we all hit plateaus and you know things happen. I remember again when it was 12 deals and then I was stuck at 12 deals for a couple of years and trying to figure out what was next or what could take me over that you know, to the next step. Um, and then I went to volume and I remember it was 10 million and then it was 20 million and now it's 30 million and we just kind of keep you know, looking at different things. Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's definitely a process, um, but you know, one of the best things my coach said to me that I've, I've taken truly and has changed my entire career is I used to try and do everything. Um, you know, I did magnets. I did, uh, you know, every event you could possibly think of. We were there handing out free stuff, um, anything we could possibly do, newspaper ads, all of this kind of stuff. And when uh, we sat down at one of our first initial meetings and he said, Daniel, where's the three top things where money is coming into you? Um, and for me, it was the school district, which we talked about a little bit earlier. 
Uh, Facebook has been absolutely huge if you're using it the correct way. And the community involvement piece of, of me being involved in service clubs and things like that. He said, stop doing anything else. Mm -hmm. you know, take all of your focus and put it on those three things, throw out everything else. You don't need flyers. You don't need uh, banners at things. You don't need any of that. If you spend that money that you were wasting on all of that stuff on your top three resources that are actually bringing in money, you know, you will see a, a major thing. And it was a huge relief off of my shoulders because you're always feeling like you're never doing enough or, or you know, advertising enough or getting enough out there. And when you really broke it down to, okay, just focus on these three things. Um, and that's what I've worked with a lot of my own agents in my office is, you know, stop trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. What are you good at? And focus on those things and, and push towards it. Like we talked a little bit as far as your passions too, and make this fun, make, you know, make it something you enjoy and, and have a good time at, but you're also good at it. A lot of us aren't good at everything. Uh, you know, and I, I'm learning that I, we all get into this business and we think we're the best, you know, we can do the best marketing and we can do the best this. I learned out, you know, I re out resource a ton of things. Uh, you know, I hire professionals for photography, I hire professionals for videos. We do all of that kind of stuff because they know what they're doing. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, but, but that would probably be the one thing that I would say people need to, to do is just focus on what you're good at and push at it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about that all the time where it's like, everyone wants to do everything, everything. you know, they'll come in and they'll be like, well, we need to be here. It's like, no, like goal. Right. How are you going to get there? Like, <laughs> right. what's, what's the shortest line? So and again, technology is trying to make it so that everybody can do everything, but you know, but uh, don't, don't. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do my own taxes. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Good example. And you don't, you know, you don't do your own surgery on yourself right. either. So, right. well, okay. So my last question, I am a huge foodie. I've never oh. ended an episode without this question. Um, what is your favorite dish and oh, okay. what restaurant or where else, you know, doesn't have to be a restaurant, but where do you find that dish? So our hidden uh, favorite spot is actually in a town called Brea here uh, in Southern California. It's a restaurant called Taps. Um, it's a fish and steakhouse. Um, but when me and my wife have a chance to actually get away and, and go spend some time, it's about a 15 minute drive for us, but uh, we'll drive out there. Um, their steak is unbelievable. Their, their uh, fish is unbelievable. Uh, they have a great bar and where we love is it's nice food, but they also have all the games and everything on. So we can sit there. My wife is a sports enthusiast too. So we can sit there and have actually a nice dinner, uh, you know, with, with still having the, the entertainment and things like that on. So, so what do you usually cool. order? Uh, I will usually get the uh, petite filet. I, anytime oh, awesome. uh, there's a piece of steak that can get in front of me, I'm going to order it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Daniel, for being part of this. I, you just really brought a lot of really great, your 12, your top 12 is still like blown my mind. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's one we've been having fun with down here um, and, and doing some talks on, so. Awesome. Well, and thanks again to everyone who's listening. Thanks to Taylor and Alex and my whole production team. And remember, the best is yet to come. Breakaway Agent is produced by OMH Agency and hosted by Tiffany Youngren. A special thanks to production assistants by Taylor Hill, Dwayne Youngren, and Miranda Youngren. The song Beside Me is by Youngren Music, and a special thanks to our audio production advisor and engineer, Alex Youngren.